0: And I must keep running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, And I must keep running, (laughs) running, and running, 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 running, and, and, and Hey, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. This is episode 408, and I'll be joined by Jason in just a second. But if you're sitting there scratching your head saying 408, the last numbered episode on the feed was 405. What gives, Jim? What gives? I'll tell you what gives. Last week, we ended up having two Patreon-only shows, our regular episode 406, And then our Star Wars 407 episodes were Patreon only. So if you want to listen to them, you can go and listen to them right now on our Patreon for as little as a dollar at patreon.com slash weird science. And then if you want to hear more, 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 you can end up going up levels each level, more shows. And even then, you won't be charged right away. You just sign up and you'll only be charged if you decide at the end of June. ...that you want to carry on into July. If you carry on into July, then you'll be charged whatever level you have chosen is good for you. If you don't like what you hear, you don't think it's worth it, whatnot. not, hopefully you, you won't think that. But if you do, you then just quit before the clock strikes the witching hour to make it July 1st... ...and you'll never be charged. So you can go and listen to everything all through June, new stuff, old stuff, everything... And you'll never be charged. It'll just be a, you know, free trial. I just want to have people check it out. That's why we do it that way. But to let you know what we had been talking about on that Patreon only main episode last week, we ended up talking about Avengers Forever number six, Strange number three, Black Panther number six, Ghost Rider number three, and Carnage number three in what was about an hour and a half long episode. On our Star Wars episode, again, was also Patreon only. Mia and my man, Matt, ended up talking about both Bounty Hunters number 23 and Darth Vader number 23. So you can go and listen to both of those right now, as well as a lot of other podcasts, including each and every week we do a Patreon only spotlight episode. We end up having two books. Picked in a poll by the Badasses, the Get First crew. Uh-uh, and if you're not aware, the Badasses are the top tier level of the Patreon. So they get to pick not just the weekly spotlight for both the DC and the Marvel shows, but a lot of other shows that we end up doing are put to a poll. Like one of the things would be our back issues podcast, both Marvel and DC. We'll have a poll with about six options. They pick what they want. We end up having that with mostly everything that we do. So, yeah, you go over there. But one of the things and why I brought it up is to let you know that if you go right now, today, as I'm recording this, me and my man Jason already did record our Marvel Spotlight podcast. The two books that the badasses picked were the, and I'm looking right now because I forget, Jane Foster on the Mighty Thor number 1 and Thor number 26, penultimate issue of The Banner's of war so you get a lot of benefits you get a lot of podcasts all that stuff going on and you encourage us and help us out for all the things that we do here on the marvel thing and also our dc manga all these podcasts all rolled up into one now one thing that we do on the dc podcast that i hadn't done as much here but i'm going to start doing it again is the badass roll call and what is that well if you're on the badass level, not only do you get to pick all the books we talk about, but you also you allow me to butcher your name in our roll call here. little shout out. Here we go. Ah, uh, Oh, uh, we got Jeffrey Greek, Stephen B- Baddad B- Mitchell, B- The Annihilator, B- Ted Propes, I Love Punchline, Stork, B- Michael S, Forrest Polly, Cam, Joseph Watch, Sick Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, Lady Abby Red. Matches Pallone, t Tewart, David Fink, Joey Barcosco, Stephen Baum, Jason Kobe, Sue Forty Two to you and me, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom Rocky over at the Comic Boom channel on the YouTube's Cellar Dweller. I don't let anybody in this place. Mark a Jaeger who is in London Town. I think he might be coming back soon. Aldrin Stojan, Nick Adams, Bill Beer of the Bat Pod, Reuben. Ruben likes the Sounders. He's in Seattle. He actually has seats right next to G. Willow Wilson, too. Just a little shout out. Carlos, Noah of Marv, Luke Hollywood. He's on holiday right now. Simon, Luis, Manship. He had problems with the Adderall. That Manship, he ended up dropping it. He said the hell with that. Andrew in Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G., Josh Million. my man Pete from LIC, Batman Beyond, Mark, my man Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray. That's Beamir. that's Brandon, who was on the podcast before, and Double A-Ron, who was also on the Marvel podcast in the past. And a big shout out to my man, Reggie, all-time great. Uh-uh. But yeah, you get to have that as well. And hopefully, you know, enjoy all the little tidbits and stories I tell about you on that whole roll call deal. But with all of that, we spent enough time. With the nonsense, we're going to go off, and we don't have a really long podcast this week. We have just the amazing Spider-Man and Venom that we're talking about, but we try to have some fun with it, try to figure out what's going on, a little crack in the code, but with all that, we're going to go off to me and Jason talking some books. And I'm here with Jason. What up, Jason?
1: Not a whole heck of a lot, Jim. How are you this fine day?
0: Lovely. We end up only having two books. For this podcast, there are two pretty big ones. I mean, Amazing Spider-Man and Venom. If you saw Amazing Spider-Man number one, I believe, was the number one selling comic two months in a row. Something that has not happened in quite some time. Uh, That is very, very impressive. And I, I think when I was listening to some people talk about it, it did come out at the end of the month the first issue so you ended up having kind of that carryover uh, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. still in one day of the one month it ended up being the number one selling comic of that month so that's impressive as well
1: yeah, so, it's got i mean it's a big title that had a big artist on the cover big artist on the inside yeah makes yeah, sense
0: so you end up in you know a new run, all this stuff coming out of the beyond stuff with zeb wells who we did like the most out of the beyond stuff but three issues in now including this one we're not really that impressed yeah, and so I know
1: you didn't read the X stuff, but his Hellions book was really amazing. Yeah,
0: I read the Hellions book, so that I did oh, okay. like. And, I, and a lot of people ended up, Reuben convinced me to read it, and I even talked about some of them with Ruben. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty good. That was one of, the, one of the X books that even people who didn't like the X books, like myself, ended up enjoying enough with Sinister and the whole team that he had there, almost like a Suicide Squad-esque thing, which was pretty cool. So you have Zeb Wells doing this and you had that first issue Mm -hmm. where everybody flipped out. A lot of people did because you didn't know what was going on, but you knew that it was all May was pissed. You end up where you have this guy hanging very closely, maybe smooching with MJ, who didn't want any parts of Peter. Which Peter is, is going to be a
1: switcheroo. We're being set up for some sort of aha, it wasn't we'll what Well, see, thought.
0: now that's what I'm getting to, especially, and we ended up having something happen six months prior to Peter uh, that felt a lot like what's going on in Donny Cates' Hulk. Exactly you know, dismissery like deal. So, at the end of that issue, we even talked about it on the podcast, you had you know, Nick Lowe, the editor, already kind of Running and running, damage control, apologizing, saying, "Listen, everybody, uh, yeah, we know you're." Before your best. anybody
1: ever got to read that book, yes, he had like, to put a little note in the back <laughs> yeah, saying, "Oh, it's going to be okay." It
0: wasn't out yet, and he was already writing that and saying, "I know a lot of you are going to hate this, but please stick with us." Now, is that being a little, you know, kind of arrogant, pretentious, with the idea that most people would be buying a Spider-Man if you're a Spider-Man fan and would stick with it? But that doesn't make each issue any more readable or likable like,
1: like admitting it wasn't exactly a grabber of a first issue
0: yeah yeah and and again spider-man obviously a huge book if you mm. end up you can play those games with something like that but you're playing it's it's like the backstreet boys quit playing games with my heart i don't need that when you could have it with batman's day you could do some crazy stuff because people people will, go will keep buying yeah. it they but if they don't like it how many times are you going to kick them in the balls before they stop Buying it because a lot of the Nick Spencer stuff. That yeah, was right the original the balls, Bob Dylan right? song. Yeah. How <laughs> exactly. Many times? I think it is. And hey, you know, in my in the mind, balls. there is an answer. It's five. I oh, don't wow. know why, but it's almost like <laughs> how many licks for the lollipop? You know, that's the deal. So you end oh, up where me snort. there are some people who end up where, okay, Nick Spencer, oh my God, I went through all this stuff. Oh, you know, hey, he's gonna get rid of one more. Oh, he didn't. You know, okay, well, he got rid of some of the stuff, but not. Okay, then we go into the beyond stuff. All right, we're going to uh, kind of fell apart a bit for some people. Some people mm-hmm. seem to really love that beyond stuff. It ended up kind of falling flat by the end and really got goofy at points fell, for so, Fell
1: right into a chasm. Yeah, it, it did. That chasm, it did.
0: That's Eric loves to call Ben Riley chasm. Uh, so you end up having
1: that, right? Isn't the new uh, Batman bad guy abyss?
0: Yes, yeah, a bit. They should they're, team they're up. They could
1: just go in. Abyss and Chasm.
0: And really, they're both they're, those characters, hit. both black holes of nonsense storytelling. Oh. So there we go. Well, we end up when Zeb Wells comes in. And you're waiting for, I don't know, not even the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm waiting for something that's like Sunshine, Lollipops, and RC Cola, where I could just be, oh, my God, Ooh, this the, is awesome. This three, is fun. Yeah, yeah I want to have a smile on my face.
1: And we go into this then. and. Holy moly. You're like, oh, yeah, God. And we, we liked issue number two, right? We had a good time with that. Because it but, was more yeah. just
0: Spider-Man. The Peter Parker stuff seemed way off, like his <laughs> Peter. And, but even then,
1: you're playing a mystery well, yeah, then, and we don't know what's issue, going we had him on. Hanging around with the kids, doing kind of silly Peter stuff. It was fine.
0: It was fine. But we all want to know what happened six months prior. We want to see what led to and how this Mary Jane status quo is going on. Aunt May has only been at that one point saying, I'll invite you to dinner, but I know you, you jerk. You won't come. You keep putting maybe on the evite. And so you have this guy then, you know, collecting money. Aunt May
1: doesn't use evites.
0: Everything is the worst. And I just kind of want to see something nice or whatnot. But here we go. We have Spider-Man Amazing Spider-Man number three, written by Seth Wells, pencils by John Romita Jr., inks by Scott Hanna. Colors by Marcel Menezes and V.C.'s Joe Caramagna on letters. So you end up having this go on. And I'll give you the the shout out to John Romita Jr. He can really draw Spider-Man still. Some of the other things are a little wonky, though. Uh, Six months ago, Peter Parker did something. I love that, too. Peter did something. We we don't know what the (laughs) hell it is, but he did something. And now he has to live with the consequences. But we won't tell you what he did. No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. his debts have racked up, he's burned bridges with most of his friends, he's betrayed Aunt May's trust, and MJ has moved on from him now. And he's been kicked in the
1: balls six times. Six
0: times. Seven. Six. He's done. Oh, no. We are wondering what happened six months ago. Obviously, we saw Peter right. in a crater, and I believe it was like York, PA. So when you end up having right, that right, going yeah. on, Right. I don't know that that's all we need. Like, when are we going to get the idea? Because these six months seem to also be places where Peter was kicking everybody in the balls too.
1: The writers don't seem to know there's a difference between a mystery and just not telling yeah, us Yeah, and stuff. just not telling us.
0: It, it's exactly it's that, not the that's same the thing. Problem. No, it's not, and it's getting a little annoying. And it's get it, it must be something big enough that it's affecting everything in the book, but you're not going to tell us that. It's and why affecting are you playing
1: everything, it? but no one's talking about it, right? It's it's not like, oh, on all the news, Spider-Man did this, yeah, or exactly. Spider-Man can't show his face, or Spider-Man has to escape into a multiverse like Hulk did. It's it's big, but it's also in Little. the background.
0: <laughs> and yeah. it's also like, really, it's more personal and does seem like something big happened, yes, but it seems to be something that affects personal, Peter yeah. more than
1: Spider-Man, though but it has it's also a something giant happen that happened to Spider-Man may have yeah. destroyed all of york pennsylvania so
0: when you have okay, yeah the band live is from there i hope they weren't oh, in no. town you end up where what a loss yeah where is it that like white rabbit isn't saying like yeah you're nothing and saying this to spider-man nobody's saying to spider-man oh six months ago you did that you did that it's just this you know ramifications but just personal for peter including just financial probably like That is even the weird twist where we have to just have this guy who's a collection guy who just hangs out on the front stoop.
1: How does that economics work to pay a guy to just hang out and harass this one dude all day long? Listen,
0: Tanya has probably racked up some really crazier things than Peter's done here. We don't have a guy on our stoop. No. I just get 8 million calls every day yeah. <laughs> and, and then letters That's and stuff do like it. that. Yeah. That's what happens. And then eventually, I mean, really what happens then, which makes me laugh at this. You know what then happens? They sue your ass
1: and you have to go to court. That's basically huh. really what happens. They don't then, send a guy with a, a no, mustache and a flat cap to no. sit on your stoop? No. And
0: what you do then, because all my advice comes from Tanya, you completely ignore it. And then what they do is put a lien on your house. There you go. If you're going to sell your house later, you're screwed. You have to pay it there. But really, in my mind, Tanya plays up like maybe Peter should. Let's go just, you know, carpe diem here. We'll live for the day, not for down later. (laughs) Now,
1: that's future me problems. And that
0: funny play here is that Peter doesn't have a house. I think that the problem is, is they are trying to collect money from somebody who doesn't have two pennies. To no rub together, so they're not going to sue take, him because there's the nothing. Is web but shooters? yeah, what are they going to do? Lost his company. I mean, Peter comes out. What is this guy going to do? Hey, you owe us money. You know, really, blood from a stone, pal.
1: Can't get blood from a spider.
0: Yeah, really. I mean, seriously, what's going on here? But. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I don't even remember if I finished reading this. Throwing himself in his responsibilities as Spider Man, <laughs> Peter stopped an arms deal between Tombstone's and the Roses' gangs. Spider Man's interference through Tombstone's strength and territory into question and made him look weak to the rest of the NYC criminal underworld. To reassert himself, Tombstone single-handedly took out Crime Master and his gang, also his caps. Spider Man confronted Tombstone unknowingly, playing right into a trap laid for the webhead. Yeah, unknowingly, he knew that what kind of unknowing is there where you're like, hey, Tombstone wants to talk to you about teaching you a lesson. Oh, really? That sounds great. And he ends up capturing him.
1: I'll just jump into the back of this truck here. And uh oh, and so Oopsie. we're going to
0: we're going to start out. And I do want to ask you and I'll ask everybody here listening. Did we get a name? I don't remember. Did MJ say yes. a name for this guy? Yes. What is this guy's name? Let me
1: check my notes here. Paul. His name is Paul. Right. Like Peter, Peter and yeah, Paul. It's Peter a, and Paul.
0: Where's, well, and, and Mary. So we have Peter, Paul, Peter, and Mary. Paul, Mary Jane. Oh, my God. ridiculous. So ridiculous. Oh. Right. My score just went down. So <laughs> you end up where, oh, Paul here. We don't know anything yeah, that's, about Paul, right? Yeah,
1: I didn't put that together before and, either. That's and bad. And now
0: you're also- you know, with this, then, can we say that we're like robbing from Peter to give the like, it's so ridiculous. But Paul is heading off. Paul to go is donating to talk. help Peter. Yeah, I it's anyway. so crazy. He goes off to talk to Peter because Peter's been calling MJ and he mm-hmm. doesn't like that again. Why is this and whatnot? Six months. Is that Hey, so you end up where Paul is going and saying, and hey, I'm not going to rough him half
1: conversation. It does that the Bob Newhart only hearing one side yeah, of conversation yeah, yeah. thing. And he says, that's fine, MJ. I'm just going to talk to him. Do I seem like a violent guy? Like, MJ is not going to worry about Peter getting beat up by friggin' Paul because MJ, MJ knows things.
0: I think MJ's saying, listen, Paul, don't get violent in that roundabout way of like, if he does, he's going to get a ass kicked. <laughs> like, he better watch it. Though I do love. <laughs> Bob, webbed up. Bob Newhart doing that one side of conversation. If nobody probably knows what we're talking about or whatever, oh, look Put it, it up because he is so good at that. That is like his classic deal. It's so good. Uh, mm-hmm. Just as like kind of <laughs> dumb responses and stuff. But it's, it's
1: how he, hes it's a solo act and he's just the straight man. Yeah, yeah he's a it straight works.
0: man in his own solo act. It's crazy. So he ends up, Paul goes, he's looking, okay, I got to get there. This guy on the stoop that we saw already collecting. Says, hey, hey, what are you doing?
1: Paul does say, I think this is important. I'm here. Talk to you later. Love you too. So it's not like they're just, you know, whatever is going on here. He does say to her, love you too.
0: You know, and if if this ends up being something where you have like a reverse where they're not going to get rid of one more day, right? That's like a big thing. Everybody wants them to get rid of it. It doesn't seem like they want to get rid of that. So are you playing up one more day, day here so that, While we find out later, this big crater and things like that affected the timeline somehow. And this, and we'll get Mary Jane and Peter back as a dating couple at the end of this, and they're going to think that people will applaud it. I don't know because most people are pissed right now.
1: And then we have Joe Casada leaving. Does that change? Yeah, does that change? Because that was his big deal. So is that impediment out of the way now? How are you playing this? What the
0: idea that Nick Spencer hinted that he was going to get rid of one more day? You didn't get that taken away, and now you're going fool away from it's just crazy but he says i'm here to see peter parker this guy says hey who are you looking for oh peter parker oh you owe you money too no oh yeah what's up and he's like oh he's making these strange phone calls i knew he was a sicko and then the guy collecting money's like well what ended up happening here is this guy was in the hospital for a long time, racked up yeah, a huge bill. Yeah, I don't bill. know
1: how the whole HIPAA thing works with collection agencies, but this this seems uh
0: Yeah, it seems uh, over the shady. top is what it seems in shady. So you end up with this guy saying, yeah, he ended up racking up a hospital bill. What a jerk, right? He ended up having to be in the hospital for all that time. You kind of want to feel bad for somebody like that, but- You end up, Paul says what? I mean,
1: Paul does feel
0: bad for him. Yeah, Paul says what? He was in that, like, he doesn't know anything. MJ has not told him anything. I guess maybe if they are whatever they are, you know, the I love you, whatever. You don't want to bring up a lot of stuff like that about an old boyfriend or whatnot. But he finds out that Peter was hurt. He was in the hospital. He's there to kind of, you know, tell him to stop calling. But he feels bad and then transfers via Venmo in here. $1,500. Fifteen hundred bucks,
1: he says. They use the actual term Venmo. They don't yeah. make up a no you know, funny name for yeah, it either.
0: Really, uh, they don't Starkmo would be like Stark- something they would right. do, right? <laughs> so you end up where he's like, "Hey, what it because funny?" It's Mo is what <laughs> you end up having. Eddie Brock before he left to be the King of Black, he set up <laughs> yeah. his own little cash app. Uh, but DC you, and Black, that'd you know, be yes. great. You end up where he transfers fifteen hundred. Somehow this guy pulls that out of his butt. You give me $1500 and I will give Peter a couple weeks reprieve. Paul just just sends him 1500
1: bucks like he's buying a cup of coffee, like yeah. it's nothing to him. Yeah, he just sends it. So look at Rockefeller here. Like he's like he's Batman before law. In he lost my all his mind
0: money. when you know reading these and get cynical and whatnot, I'm thinking the idea, okay, somehow they can't have all eyes on the apartment for Peter because something's going to happen, something has to go where Peter can get in and out, whatever that This guy is now gone for a couple weeks. I'm like, I don't know what that does for anything really in story or whatnot. But at least we know this guy isn't going to be watching Peter for a couple weeks. Now he goes off.
1: Paul never rings the doorbell. I guess I guess seeing collector guy there says means, oh, he's not here, but he doesn't try to talk. No, I
0: think I don't think he's going to talk to him now because he says it's it's bad seeing a guy get kicked when he's down. I think that he's going to give Peter Mm. a couple weeks. (laughs) Oh, I don't
1: know. And yeah, so he leaves. And now we see where, where Spider-Man actually is, because we saw him trapped, you know, kind of crushed, bear-hugged by Lonnie last time. And this, the next page, is the best page in the issue. I think we agree on that. It's a full-page splash, just the the shape of a chained-up Spider-Man, his, his arch of his back kind of matches some of the curves in the background, and it just, it, it really lets you know that that he's been beat down.
0: And the funny thing is the guy collecting says, He's probably up there just curled in his bed sleeping and having a grand old time. And then we go and we see that that's not the case. So you do have that where
1: he was. He was kind of sleeping, but he was unconscious because he got the snot beating out of him.
0: And I did see a lot of people were talking about this issue. I saw some things on Twitter and Reddit, even that they're saying that it's kind of ridiculous to think that. Peter could be held by these chains and things like that, but you're going to have to work with it. So maybe it's even a setup that he'll be able to break out later because they're kicking the crap out of him. And you think that I he's going to unmask him at one point. Broken. Yeah, he's hurt. But with that, I don't love the play of that generator, the light. Because every time I saw the light, I thought it was a train coming, but this is an abandoned subway. You
1: see the boxes of guns in the background. Yeah,
0: it's under his safe house deal of Tombstone, So they have him under there. Nobody's going to know he's there. They end up beating the crap out of him. And you have a real long conversation with Tombstone, basically saying, listen, you think I'm a bad guy? I'm not a bad guy. There's no bad guys. Everybody has a situation that leads them to this. And yet, when an animal, he goes through an idea story about a lion. If a lion starts eating people, they'll have people, and they'll look into why that is the case. Nobody is dumb enough to say, bad lion. They say, oh, it's. That he's starving. Oh, it's this like, and so it's really this weird. We're supposed to see this as
1: deep philosophical, intellectual. And for me, it was just, yeah, I I get the point, Zeb. It keeps going, it keeps going, it keeps going. Like, I get the point. I don't know why we're still seeing this.
0: Peter even says, All right, you're pissed that we call you a bad guy. I'll stop doing it
1: what does he want? And the whole, I mean, at the beginning of the issue, Spider-Man is chained up in the subway. At the end of the issue, he's still chained up in the subway. All Spider-Man does in this issue is bleed. Yeah, he bleeds. That is the only action he takes.
0: Yeah, that's, it's like the classic, like, you know, what do you want me to do? I want you to bleed. Like that's all
1: it is. That's all it is. And then we get Lonnie telling his whole backstory, which has some very funny art to it. I mean, at this, I mean, it gets. We have joked before about uh, how John Amita Jr. makes his kids look like bobbleheads, but this is so stylized that it's it's.
0: I, I you don't can kind know. of accept
1: it. It's so far gone because it's it's Lonnie kind of thinking back and telling his own story as he remembers it we get the sepia tone over the top. So like, okay. I mean, it's so extreme that it's not like it's, it's like outside of the uncanny valley, right? It's so off that it's no longer just kind of weird.
0: The whole story is just that he didn't talk because every time he asked for help, nobody listened. Kids bullied him. So he sharpened up his teeth and then he started biting people like Mike Tyson.
1: I thought that his whispery voice was a medical thing where here it says that his whispery voice is, well, he just was shy. And then now he uses the whispery voice to make people come close so he could bite their ears.
0: So that's where he tells Spider-Man, like, you want to know if I'm a bad guy? Well, this is how it happened. He still ends up, I mean, you're a little kid there. He could have changed or whatnot. You're biting people's ears off and then just going and stealing things. So I, I don't feel bad for you at all. I didn't feel anything for Tombstone. Also, I want to point out that before that scene even happens, you end up where tombstone is there beating the crap out of spider-man you have this one dude come, oh, yeah. hey boss i got the roses where do you want to put them there's no reason for this to ever happen in this because lonnie said oh put him upstairs i don't want you down here all it is is because lonnie is just going to hey, be yeah. there beating hey, up hey, Spider-Man. Hey readers,
1: here's, here's you roses. need to
0: have the setup of this whole scheme but you couldn't do it naturally so you have this guy hey i'm down here with the roses and he's like don't th- take them upstairs i don't need them here but yet the guys dressed up as the rose they're there and it just doesn't make sense because this big plate tombstone's going to do to take down the rose is to make it look like the roses gang went and just murdered straight up murdered innocent people He wants
1: to lure some other superhero into coming and taking out the rose for him
0: to make it look like then everybody will be after the rose the rose won't be able to do anything all this nonsense But that's, you know, his big play. But do we really care? I mean, I want to read Spider-Man. There's a big mystery. What happened seven months ago or six months ago? And we're worried about the gang war between Tombstone and the Rose. I'm not really that concerned. I really don't care of the origin of shark teeth, you know, Tombstone here to show that Maybe make him a sympathetic character, because I don't feel real sympathetic to him. I think that all the people, including the kids that were bullying him, are pieces of crap.
1: So, Do we need to be sympathetic to Tombstone? I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't know so. that every villain needs a sympathetic backstory. Let him be a bad guy.
0: What is the deal here? So then the other play in this is we get a diner scene. You mentioned in our spotlight another, yeah, that we have a diner, diner scene date. in the Jane Foster Thor book. So we have a diner date here. And this one's okay. I mean, you end up having this whole thing that was it's set up. It's a little
1: up. cutesy-wootsy where they're at this diner. This is uh, they're the, two, the two kids, right? It's yep. it's, it's Randy, Randy and what's, the, and what's the girl's name? Janice. Yeah. So Lottie's daughter and Robbie Robertson's son.
0: And they're going to get married. You already had Randy go to Tombstone and say, I want to marry your daughter. Can I marry your daughter? And he's like, ah, usually I'd you know, snap your neck off or your head off your neck here, but- you know what, I'm in a better mood and my daughter, she's going to do what she wants anyway. Just, I hope that, you know, if she loves you, you must be okay. It seemed fine.
1: Yeah, he seemed like he was going to go along with it.
0: Going from before, the idea of, you know, Robbie and Tombstone having that dinner together themselves and like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, you know, we're enemies, but you know, our kids,
1: oh, those crazy kids. Yeah, now it's gang war time again. Everything's changed. Are we going to find out that
0: the Cap's Once the caps come off the teeth that you go
1: insane because
0: you end up having Tombstone now is just completely insane with this. And he is looking like he's kidnapped Robbie and he's going to kill him. Because Randy's going to marry his daughter. I'm like, I don't know what happened. I don't know
1: why Robbie's in this limousine, but it's obvious that Lottie's we find in control, that yeah. the, the driver works for him, and then White Rabbit gets in, and yeah, they're they're off to do something bad. You end up, and
0: the crazy thing is in the diner, Randy's like <clears throat> fumbling around. He's trying to get a hold of his dad. He can't. And I think he's trying to get a hold of his dad, obviously, to say, I'm going to ask her to marry me. I just want you to know I already asked Tombstone. He said it's cool, and he can't get a hold of him. But in the meantime, Janice is like, hey, uh, what are you doing there? And Randy's well, I want to be with you in the future. And Janice ends up pulling the rug out and going, will you marry me? And he's like, wait a second. Mm. I'm, okay, yes. So that's a nice scene. But the idea of this thing goes back to Tombstone, who says, and by the way, Spider-Man, you're going to die. He orders his
1: men. Kill him. Yeah. First thing I'm going to tell you my whole backstory I'm going to tell you my philosophy of morality. Then I'm going to tell you my plan. And then I'm going to have somebody shoot you in the head.
0: And then I'm also going to tell you that before you you die here, just also know that I've also kidnapped Robbie Robertson and I'm going to kill him as well. So you have all that all going on. All the exposition. And he says, I'm going to tear Robbie in half because of his son daring to try to take my daughter away, try to marry her. But We never got that. I I understand you're pissed off. I understand that Spider-Man got involved in this deal of, you know, trying to get between him and the roast. That's what started all this. You messed up that Harlem deal. You screwed up. You shouldn't have been there at one point. Spider-Man says, listen, innocent people you're going to kill. They shouldn't even be part of this. And then he says, well, you shouldn't have been part of that deal in Harlem either. So shut your mouth. And so you just have this nonsense going I, on. I do
1: think that that one of Lonnie's goons does look like Mitch Garretts. Ger- Mitch
0: yeah. <laughs> da- I think big, that's big the one who brought and down the Rose who he's like, what are you, an idiot? Get out of here. Uh, but yeah, so what happens at the end are the goons go up pretending they're going to be part of the Rose's gang. They're going to start some problems to create, you know, one of the superheroes or a bunch to come in and stop that and take down the Rose and then you have Lonnie going off to tear Robbie Robertson in half and Spider-Man's down below going to get shot in the face again And should we be get very easy
1: to be continued question mark which I, I i'm thinking probably yes seeing as how it is going to we're an so. in spider-man and it's issue 3 <laughs> and we're coming <laughs> also, up on the anniversary
0: we didn't know there was surprise. a 3 issue deal it's going to
1: be like, going to be like the walking dead it's just a surprise cancellation
0: yeah and and so silly to even think to be conti- even then it's silly at this point that you know, they wouldn't have just shot him right there. I mean, this is the argument in all of comics, the idea of the villain then walking away while he says, kill him, you know, I'm going to go off, and then we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I just, I i, I don't know. I saw a couple of reviews giving a very high score, saying that this really pushes the story forward. And I'm like, really? Yeah, It didn't push it anywhere. I,
1: I, I think if if you're really into, there's a lot of pages spent on tombstone talking about stuff. Yeah, yeah. And if that worked for you, you're going to love this issue. And if it didn't, like it didn't for me, you're not going to love this issue. Yeah, the it other didn't work stuff, for I'm, me either. I thought the other scenes were fine, you know, but I wanted some progress. And what's going on with Spidey? He spends the entire issue chained up doing nothing.
0: The only thing that it has is there's no doubt that Paul has to be the gem of the week by the end of I'm paying off that guy to leave <laughs> Peter alone, but still, that's not enough for this. Even that was confusing. Like everything that you want to know, that just kind of confuses and muddles that up too. But what would
1: you give it? Uh, again, it's a, a good half a story. I think it's decompressed beyond all belief. I enjoyed the art. I was even okay with the art in the flashback, just because it's a flashback. Uh, I but I need I need some more. St- Story in my, my month's yeah. worth of, of Spider Man stories. So I give this a six point eight out of ten.
0: I'm giving it a kiss my grit kiss six. My That's on my new score. <laughs> kiss my grits. Take kiss that. Kiss that. my Take grit that. six. six. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's not gonna catch on. Like the others. It should be, you know, since we don't curse here, it should be the kiss my grits five. <laughs> might have been a funny <laughs> deal. Because I might even be able to give this a five. I mean, I'm just gonna go it's a kiss, kiss my grits. grits. That's what it is. Uh but we will move on <laughs> to the next Issue oh, too and two. Uh, just venom. to go the the last bit of the Amazing Spider-Man deal, we do mm-hmm. have the Legacy 900 coming up. Me and you were talking before the solicit for this this issue talks about it's coming up, but the problem is they seem to be going towards this 900. So are they just is Zeb Wells just you know coasting here? Is treading water, telling much of a story? So. You think he'd come out a little more hard-hitting, or at least something that people can get behind and like, but I don't see it. We'll go to the next book, which is what?
1: This is Venom number 8, Legacy number 208, if you care about that kind of thing. It is Time and the Conqueror. It is written by Al Ewing. Oh, Al Ewing back. Penciled by Brian Hitch. Two inkers, Andrew Curry and Andy Owen. So, Andrew and Andy on the inks. Colors by Alex Sinclair and Pete Pentazis. Trying to control the symbiots from Earth, Eddie inadvertently dislodged his consciousness from space-time, I hate it when that happens, and arrived at the end of existence itself. In the process, his physical body was destroyed, probably by all those explosions, leaving his consciousness marooned in the distant and dangerous future and his son, Dylan, alone with the Venom symbiote in the present day. Eddie has encountered other kings in black at the end of time, though their intentions for him remain unclear. Regardless, Eddie has committed himself to getting back to his son, no matter the cost.
0: We haven't had Al Ewing in a while.
1: No, and we're going to have him for, I think, three issues in a row. So it's going to kind of finish off this arc.
0: Yeah, I'm not a big guy, you know, of everybody talking or whatnot. Uh, A lot of people like Al Ewing. I do not. I really don't like the way he writes things. I think that he's another one. That just meanders.
1: I think his ideas are interesting, but I don't always like the way that he puts those ideas in a story.
0: I mean, and this, you do get some, you know, cool things going on. I don't mind this issue as much, but it's this whole series hasn't done much for me and we're eight issues in and I kind of want to get moving. And the, the idea that I think that Ramsey and Al Ewing are going to get moving is is joke. Uh, that is hilarious because both of them like to meander. But this issue. You get back to Eddie, it takes you a little bit to kind of get back into the swing of things of Eddie and Al
1: Ewing. But yeah, there's even, it feels like a, a joke because the narration boxes at the beginning say it's it's been how long? A week? A day? Time is strange in the garden, which I took as little meta commentary on. Yeah, we, we haven't seen Eddie in a while.
0: Yeah, we haven't seen it in a while. And Al's been off the book for a bit, so he's back And And you, you have it here, and he ends up talking a little bit about... Being lonely because he doesn't have the symbiote, he doesn't have his other in his mind. I think that you have to point that out because he is walking around as if he's still Venom himself, so he has right. to kind he, of Right, he's throw just kind of
1: controlling some goo that's not, it, It's maybe it's symbiotes, but they're not awake, sort of?
0: There's no voice. It's just him, so I don't mind, you know, that, and you see when he first became, I haven't been this lonely since way back when, right before I became Venom. And so that's kind of cool enough, but he ends up, he's there and he wants to escape and he needs to get back to his son, all these things going on. But how do you do that when you're pretty much out of, you know, whatever time, space, all that crap, he's stuck in this garden. Mm-hmm. So he has to get out.
1: He kind of gets flashes of his son. So he sees his son being attacked by Bedlam, which we saw last issue. Yeah, we
0: saw that. Yeah. And so Meridius- And somehow,
1: somehow that experience of- being so, like, panicked at, he even calls it a panic attack, now, at trying to get back to his son, that seems to send him back into the time stream, except we find out later that maybe it was Meridius' it was plan on the
0: Because he says, maybe I should ask Meridius for help, but why would he help me? He's got all these other symbiotes, all these other kings in black, you know, captured. We're in a prison, and I gotta do something. And boom, he ends up going, like you said, that temporal deal he goes. And he goes mind links into this war symbiont that looks pretty cool. But I think we're already getting a little wonky in the things. We
1: got some real high concepts. They're, they're not explained, which is fine, because you're just kind of throwing us into this. And we're in the year 60,134. And so he's in this war symbiote. And these things, they're on the flagship spaceship or somewhere in the vicinity of Earth, but the ship is called Nathaniel, and they're in the service of someone called the Conqueror. And if you've seen the cover of the the uh the book here, you probably know who Nathaniel and the Conqueror
0: and are. And if you even know anything, Marvel, you'll you'll guess the Nathaniel part and the Conqueror pretty much ends up spelling out that Kang is here, so they're gonna go and get that. And then you get attacked. And the big thing is he is able to overtake this worst symbiote which usually shouldn't be able to
1: do that. He doesn't like overpower it. He kind of talks to it and talks it into playing along.
0: Never supposed to go and play along with anybody. It's never supposed to break protocol, even Kang says at the end, but he's able to do it by kind of finagling the situation. Like, it's not attacking. I thought that was a fun little relationship. It is okay, but again, we just talked about Spider-Man from the page one to the end here. We really just get Eddie there with Kang and not much else going on. And then we see that, you know, it might be or is Meridius who's kind of pulling the strings anyway. So I, I kind of want it more of a progression here and see what's going on since we haven't had Al Ewing in a while, but it sets up what we'll get coming up because he goes through Kang's guys and gets to Kang. He even ends up fighting, you know, a red symbiotic. He sees that, he's that. Yeah, like, he doesn't oh my exactly God.
1: fight it. He, he, he cracks open a window next to it and gets sucked no, down I'm to saying He fights these other yeah.
0: guys. He destroys all of Kang's guys. These guys are all dead. It looks like he destroys them and then goes to you know go against this other war symbiote. And yeah, he he busts open a force field window that then seals up and gets this thing out there. But it's just to get the Kang. And Kang ends up like, hey, you know, me and you were teammates. Oh, you don't know that yet. You get the Kang nonsense. Of the timey wimey, you never know when this sure. happened. It happened in the past, the future, whatever. But
1: he tells a story of of talking to him ten thousand years ago, which would still be in the year fifty thousand. So still the crazy far future. Yeah, all
0: over. And he says, "Is this our first meeting?" And the end up at he's like, "I don't know. I can't." Yeah, so tell. he I really talks about this stuff. this
1: meeting that's for him is ten thousand years ago, and the, we get some detail about it, which makes me think we're going to see it at some point. And it's where he's kind of offering the universe to Eddie, like they're going to team up together. Yeah. if you play by my game on my I board, mean, by I, my rules. I mean, Al the
0: way he plays it, this might be that we may not see that because he spells it out right now. Maybe we'll get to the point again, but then you'll be kind of going, but he says, you know, I taught you all this. He knows it's Eddie, and Eddie's even surprised. He says, oh, you know, it's me. Kang says, I don't know how you got that worse than it, but okay, whatever. We'll we'll do this. And then they do start fighting which is against the protocol of this war symbiote. So he says, no, 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 yeah. we're not fighting. We're just testing out how his great defenses, he is. And yeah. <laughs> we get bonus points, and we beat his butt in his own ship. All right, I'm in. Uh, sure. He ends up being able to form the weapon that Kang has and get back into his regular, you know, venom-looking symbiote form, too, for this fight. Uh, And they fight, but that's not a weapon. You get a bunch of things just, you know, kind of, okay, that's kind of clever. But it's a concept. It's there. I don't know that I love the idea. Like, Eddie's voice doesn't sound completely like Eddie in this at points. He seems a little bit more, like, highfalutin with some of his dialogue. But that, you know, might just be me. But with all this, though, it is just that idea of Kang saying, me and you kind of team up. I teach you things. And... If you're going to have to go through time and space to try to get to your son, Kang's going to be somebody that you would want to kind of team up with and mm-hmm. learn. He doesn't, he he says, certainly doesn't trust
1: you. Kang, but he doesn't see any other way of nah. getting back. Because the weapon turns out to be this thing that kind of helps Eddie stay in this time period, because he's kind of feeling like he's going to get pulled back to the garden. But what does he call it? He, I used the time sword to pin your temporal form to this moment of now. Okay.
0: He ends up, and the weird play here is they're doing this, Kang ended up slicing, him, but says, you're fine. Stop, you know, <laughs> stop being a baby. You're <laughs> fine. Just get up. By the way, I have to go take a leak. He just says, I'm going to go use the, the, the little Conqueror's, the little Conqueror's room. room. And he goes off right there. I'm like, no, what are you doing? And you end up.
1: You, you know, Kang has to have that facility in his suit. He can just. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it's just his, like, his really? Space depends.
0: It's just like such a weird way to say, I'm going to go off and talk to the real bad guy, Meridius, because he goes <laughs> up into his into his office, and he starts pouring drinks. He's starting doing these things where he's like, yep, I think he's suspicious, but I don't know that he would realize the you you have off-panel saying, all right, well, well, we'll figure this out. And then you have, at the end, Kang says, but he hasn't guessed that I'm baiting someone else's trap. Who else could predict he'd even be here at this utterly random point in time? Who could possibly plan for that? And then we get the, clan, the cliffhanger, it's Meridius. Who, indeed? And you're like, all right. I didn't really have any sort of reaction to that, the idea that Meridius is behind this. That's all we've really gotten so far anyway. So it doesn't really shock
1: me. We know Meridius wants the Venom symbiote for something.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
1: by this point, I'd really like to know a little more about his plan. What is he trying to do? What is he trying to accomplish? We just have, oh, he's behind everything. Anything that happens, he's behind it. That's easy to say. I'd, I'd rather, I want to see the work done showing me what what's up.
0: And the art, the art's still good. I mean, Brian Hitch's art still really good, but the story, I have still, Ram V hasn't grabbed me at all in all of his issues, and Al Ewing certainly hasn't grabbed me one. I mean, I, I sit here and read this. I'm like, I still just wonder why I'm reading it. I, I'm not grabbing anything. It's not doing anything for me.
1: I liked being out of the garden with Eddie. I like this little space battle. But how many was times good were enough. we
0: in the garden? I think we only have like, I have an issue pretty that was much was that yeah, plenty. Plenty, yeah. I, I, I the thought this thing little is Space
1: Fight was kind of reminiscent of the one in uh, issue number 1. That doesn't saying
0: like oh we're out of the garden because that sucked doesn't mean that I'm excited about this or saying yeah that battle is reminiscent of the first issue. I, I just want something that I'm like oh my god that's cool. I like oh my the god The relationship that's great.
1: of between Eddie talking to the uh, the new symbiote, I thought that was a good time. So I mean, I enjoyed parts of this, but I and mean, the art is is impeccable. But yeah, I, again, I'd like to know what's up.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I want to as well. What would you give? But it? we
1: are going to get two more issues of Al Ewing writing, which is supposed to be like the not the next issue, but one right after. It's supposed to be this huge revelation that changes everything. Mm, so we'll yeah. we'll see if it's it's worth all the setup when we get there.
0: I don't I but, don't know that we've ever heard that promise before. The the idea that it changes everything. We'll see. We'll see. I, I just this book is something that would not. I if we weren't doing this on the show I would not be reading it I would have dropped this issues ago and never looked back I'm not a, this and the whole you know this switcheroo deal has not worked out for me at all but what would you give it
1: I'm enjoying the characters I'm enjoying the the the, the, I, the concepts in the plot even if I want more plots so I'm going to give this a 7.8 out of 10
0: I'm, a, I'm not a kiss my grit six 5.5 oh, no. 5. so not, kiss please. my grits 5.5 5 is what I am I'm not enjoying it at all. And I oh, well. just, I need to have issues, these issues that these people write nowadays, like this one, like doesn't even feel like a complete issue. You're why is everybody setting up mysteries just without any sort of info at all, thinking that I want to spend months and months without knowing anything about a book that I'm supposed to be convinced that I have to trust all of these people to actually finally give me a story by the end. Nonsense. I, I need something each issue to get me. And this had nothing in that. Oh, Kang. I don't even like Kang. Screw Kang. You, it, it, you throw Kang in, and it, it gets more convoluted because then you're playing that idea. Did we meet before? Well, I think we did, but that was my first meeting, but your third, and then we did this. I and think then it, we it makes dance. sense. If we're
1: going to have Eddie Brock unstuck in time, then I just wanted Eddie as the with... king
0: in black. I mean, we had this whole thing setting it up. Now he's a prisoner in the garden with Meridius, and I know nothing.
1: With him as the all-powerful king in black, he's, he's too omniscient. He's too powerful. No, I it's wanted him to, to just go away.
0: Him. I just wanted Dylan. I wanted Eddie to be somewhere else. I didn't need to have this garden nonsense of Meridius and this nonsense. We're, we're eight months into Venom, and I really don't give a rat's behind about anything going on and don't even understand half of it. I just, I don't get it. Same again, I said that with the Hulk. I don't know what these people think. That everybody's made of money, that they're just going to shell out money each month for crap. So yeah, I know some people like it. They're like, "What are you talking about? I love this." Well, you can love what you want, I guess. (laughs) But even that Spider Man, (laughs) like this, the whole my whole point of this whole entire podcast, two books here, where they they're almost keeping you hostage at points with your money. Hey, we're not going to tell a full story here, but maybe next night, just the idea. And I think that what triggered me is you saying two issues from now they say. All will be revealed. How about revealing something each issue? How about give me something each? So what am I supposed to wait for two months? I'll come back in two months, see this grand reveal. You'll find out. Here's the reveal. Tang time travels. Oh, my goodness. Or Meridius is behind it all. Oh, holy moly. I don't even know who he is. No. That's that. Screw what this. Is that? What's your book of the week? I, I'm telling <laughs> you, I'm doing something we've never done. I'm not giving any book of the week. I think they're wow. all nonsense. Nothing deserves, even if it's just the highest score, which is a six. I'm not doing it. They, Nobody in this week at Marvel deserves a book of the week.
1: Kiss My Grits sixes and, and one, one Kiss 5. My Grits 5.5. 5. 5.
0: So that's what I'm going to tell them. i kiss my grits. I'm not giving a book of the week. Screw them. They don't deserve it. What do you give? Your scores were higher. I'm yep, telling my, you, I'm not
1: doing it. I, I'm almost scared to say my book of the week is Venom Number Eight. Oh my goodness
0: gracious! I don't
1: understand. How dare you? <laughs> I'll how tell
0: you do my the 7. My, 8. my gem of the week though is uh, Paul from the Amazing. Mm. I'll give him that. He ends up paying my, off some of that deal.
1: My gem of the week is the Warstar Class Type Two Battle Clintar, aka oh, Buddy Boy. From how dare Venom. you? Yeah,
0: uh, he's the gem, right? And, uh, he's the gem. You. Can we get Kang and kind of like time travel away from this week? Because this week sucked. Uh, what's your uh, my, cover? Of
1: the my week? cover of the week is controversially Thor number 26 by Gary Frank, which is Thor smashing the rainbow right here in time. Yeah, I'll Month.
0: give it that as well. That, that's a pretty cool cover, but you know, it's not it that does look crazy, great. but it's a, <laughs> with that, oh, my positive uh, deal is out the window. And I'm sure people are like, screw him. But that's the way it, it goes. It was a nice just, week
1: with Positive Jimmy last, last week. We'll, we'll see if he comes back ever again. Not
0: happening this week. Ever. It's ever even, again. And, and again, I think that that carries over then when I go off to the DC stuff mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I didn't have you like looked a ahead to that. next week's Marvel books? No, I have not. We do What's have the, uh,
1: the Captain America Sentinel of Liberty, number one. So the Steve book comes yeah. through. We get the Fantastic Four, uh, you know, con- Continuing the Reckoning War. We get Iron Fist number four or five. Mm. If
0: people don't know, uh, in August, then the Reckoning War ends. That is the end of Dance Slots. That's right on the Fantastic Four. So yeah,
1: and then we get two issues of uh, the tie-in to uh, the the X Men event, the Axe event, and then we don't know what's coming up for Fantastic. But yeah, we won't be
0: doing those. You might be doing those with Chris, maybe. Uh, but we won't be doing those. So yeah, Spider we'll see Gwen, what's going on.
1: When verse number three. How are we only a number three for Gwen? I don't know. Must be well, delayed.
0: We didn't do two. So we're, we don't have okay. a lot of books that we're talking about here we anymore. We do have
1: Ben Riley Spider-Man number five of five. So I'm sure we'll finish that off. Might as well.
0: Yeah, that not last a ton issue of wasn't great, but we'll see. Yeah, not a, not a lot for us to cover. Uh in that still, we'll probably have like two books again on the regular podcast. I'm guessing that the Captain America one will definitely be on the spotlight. So you can go over Seems to the Patreon, Patreon.com slash WeirdScience, hear me yell more about books. And, uh, and Jason trying to make me more positive, but only doing the opposite. That's what happens. <laughs> he try oh, to, no. Try to cheer me up. It, it sends me off the rails. But with all that, too, go over to our Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back. You can yell at me there. And then go to our website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com. But that's that. Hey yay Let's get out of this week is what I say. What do we say at the end, Jason? Have
1: a great week. <laughs> Keep it weird. Weird. And see you in a Kiss My Grit 7.
0: Kiss My Grit 7, you say? It's not Grit! Go read comics. You are all weirdos. <laughs> weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.